Hey, welcome to the Church Home Podcast with Judah Smith. Uh, That's me, Judah. I am so excited to share this message about Jesus and his love for you. I really hope it's a personal encouragement to you. Hey, let us know if we can serve you at churchhome.org. Join us on Pastor Chat uh, on the app. We want to make sure that you are cared for and loved without any further delay. Let's jump in. Here's the message. Church home. We are in the windy city today of Chicago, Illinois. Not that windy, actually. Just gorgeous and beautiful. And what I love about our community, we are in cities all over the world, just like this beautiful city. Interesting fact about Chicago. Yes, it's the home of the Bulls, the Bears, the Blackhawks, President Obama, Oprah. I mean, the list is amazing, right? But did you know This is the only backward flowing river. I gotta be honest, I'm not even sure what that means, but this is the home of the only backward flowing river. When I saw that side, I gotta be honest with you, I thought to myself, how do we know it's going backwards? How do we know it's not going forwards? For that river, backwards might be forward. But anyways, that is beside the point. We are in beautiful Chicago, Illinois, And I'm so excited to talk to you about the art of forgiveness. Now, I wanna give a pre, kind of a pre-comment, a pre-statement, and that is this. Are you prepared for the next 10 minutes or so? Because the whole premise I'm gonna be working from, it's not an easy one. It's not a light one, it's not a little one, it's not a small one, but here it is. Are you prepared for God to forgive your enemies? Think about that for a moment. I mean, literally let that soak in. It's not a light thing. Are you actually aware today, as you're watching this message, live from Chicago, Illinois, God wants to forgive your enemies. I know, it's it's worth letting that sink in for a second. The people you despise, people maybe who have hurt you the worst. You know, God desires God has made provision to forgive those people. I want to tell you a story about this guy named Jonah. Now, the name Jonah in Hebrew means dove. He definitely was not a dove. Jonah is what we like to call an emo prophet. Jonah is a a discouraged prophet, an emotional prophet, and he is called by God to preach a sermon. It ends up being one of the shortest sermons all of scripture, but he's called by God to preach a sermon in this city called Nineveh. Nineveh is the capital of Assyria. Again, the Assyrians uh, are known to eliminate all enemies in in such a dramatic and savage way, uh, so much to the point where where Jonah actually, he despises Nineveh. He, he quite literally hates Nineveh. There is so much language in the book of Jonah telling us that, 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 that Jonah wants nothing to do with Nineveh and any of the Assyrians. He's got a history there we won't get into now, but he essentially says, God, I'm, I'm not doing this and starts to run away. Now, if you know his story, he decides he's gonna get on a boat and he's gonna sail away. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you're like, I would rather sail away, fly away, move away, than forgive my neighbors, than forgive the people right in front of me. 
Life is such an interesting thing because when you talk about forgiveness, oftentimes we celebrate how we have been forgiven by Jesus, how Jesus, who by the way, likens himself to Jonah in that Jonah soon in our story will be swallowed by a fish. He'll be in the belly of a fish and then the fish will vomit him on the land. And Jesus uses that as a picture of, in fact, his resurrection. He was in the belly of the earth and then he resurrected again. It's interesting, we all are comfortable and we love the story of Jonah as it relates to the resurrection of Jesus and the forgiveness of Jesus because Jesus forgives us and if Jesus forgave us isn't that amazing and wonderful and yet one of the great themes of the New Testament is if Jesus forgave you will you now also freely forgive those around you but that's where it gets sticky and that's where it gets hard and that's where this message becomes unpopular because, man, Pastor Judah, man, tell me how Jesus forgives me. But don't tell me I got to forgive my uncle. Don't tell me I got to forgive my little brother. Don't tell me I got to forgive my neighbor or my boss or my ex-wife or my ex-husband. Don't, don't tell me I need... And, I say the word need because it is to your benefit. It is advantageous for you to practice what we're calling today the art of forgiveness. It's interesting that we were printing off uh, the notes that I prepared just in preparing my thoughts for this recording. And the uh, sweet lady at the front desk at this hotel, we were printing it off and she said, the art of forgiveness, I need that. What are you guys doing? And she's right, isn't she? Don't we all need more forgiveness in our life? Oh, I want to remind you, you are forgiven completely. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. All the provision has been made for you to be forgiven of all of your sin, past, present, or future. And now the story of Jonah stands and shouts to all, will you now release and offer forgiveness for those who have hurt you. Now, if you're like Jonah, I certainly am. You wanna sail away and run away from those that God wants you to forgive and care for. It's interesting because you'll find in the book of Jonah that Jonah actually says, I serve the God of the land and the sea. The, the sailors he was with, they, they didn't believe in God at all. They didn't believe in Jonah's Jehovah God at all. But he said, I serve the God of the, uh, of the land and the sea. And it's like, Jonah, you think you're going to run away from God on the sea? You just said of your own admittance, he is the God of the sea. As you know, the story or if you don't know the story, Jonah says, uh, you, you, you guys, the storm that we're experiencing is because of me, you gotta throw me overboard. They throw Jonah overboard and a fish catches him. It's funny because, you know, uh, uh, guys catch fish, but what happens when a fish catches a guy? And that's exactly what happened. Jonah gets swallowed by a whale. Some people ask, is this literal or metaphor? The point is, it all points to Jesus. Jonah is swallowed by a whale. I believe God puts a little GPS on that whale, takes him to the shore of Nineveh and vomits him on the shore. So Jonah would have to face the people he despised and hated. God says, Jonah, I want you to preach a message. And you know, Jonah preached this eloquent message. No, I'm just kidding. No, he didn't. He preached a message with five Hebrew words. Basically, Nineveh, you must change 
or you will be overturned, which literally means overthrown. It's the same Hebrew word used about Sodom and Gomorrah in the Hebrew scriptures in the Old Testament. And yet what Jonah meant was God's going to judge this city because you guys are bad. And what he didn't know is that Nineveh would be saved by a gracious God. Nineveh would be restored. And yet that's not what Jonah meant. Are you like me? Do you ever wish that your enemies would just be crushed and defeated? You ever speak things like, man, I can't stand. And yet what you're saying, you mean it one way, but God means it another. You may not like this statement either. And I told you to prepare yourself, but you know, God, knowing God and his gracious ways, he wants to do your enemies good. He wants to save them, forgive them, and restore them. This is a big deal. It's a huge deal. You know, 15 times in the book of Jonah, the words basically in Hebrew translated huge and big and massive, 15 different times we get huge, big, massive. You know why? Because I think the story of Jonah is huge. It's big and it's massive. It's the story of forgiveness. It's the art of forgiveness. Jesus has freely forgiven us. How much more can we offer forgiveness to others? You know, I've been pastoring now for a lot of years. I've been preaching for 26 years. And I must admit, this remains the most difficult sermon to preach. The message that says, God is inviting you into a whole nother level of living. And that level of living is where you forgive your enemies. Oh, forgiving your friends, forgiving some family members, forgiving, you know, your boss who's just gave you a raise, but kind of mean to you. That's one thing, but forgive your enemies, forgiving those who have used you and spoken ill of you and maligned your name and reputation. But I want to remind you that the power, the impetus to forgive your enemies comes from Jesus. For while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He went into the belly of the earth like Jonah went into the belly of the whale. And three days later, he was resurrected to declare that he has the power and the authority to exercise forgiveness for all of humanity. You know what God is? He's a forgiver. You know what you and I are called to be? Forgivers. And you know, you might be a reluctant Jonah today. You might be like me. You know, I'm just a reluctant forgiver. I'm not saying that, I'm not suggesting we all gotta be fast forgivers. I would recommend that for optimal living. You might be a reluctant, slow forgiver, but I welcome you. I urge you. I might even implore you today from Chicago, Illinois to forgive your enemies. It's an interesting, and I end right here, interesting to find that there are points in scripture where anger is actually something that is necessary. The Bible says, be angry and do not sin. But you know, it never recommends bitterness. It never recommends that, you know, be bitter and do not sin. No, bitterness harms you. Bitterness makes your world smaller. Bitterness makes your opinions huge and your perspectives small. When you release that bitterness and you forgive, and again, the power to release bitterness is not in your own willpower and fortitude. It is receiving and relishing again the forgiveness you've received from Jesus so then you can freely give it. I love you, church. 
And again, I want to remind you, this is huge. This is big. This is massive. That's why those words are used 15 times in the book of Jonah. And so I realized that as we come to a close in this content, in this sermon, in this message, you and I have a lot to think about. This is, in fact, quite an intersection, isn't it? Oh, pastor, like I said, tell me that I'm forgiven. Tell me that I'm loved. Tell me that I belong. Tell me that God sees me. Wait, wait, what'd you say? Yeah, now that you're forgiven and God sees you and he loves you, you give that to your neighbor. Give that to your enemies. Give that to people who troll you on the internet. Forgive, forgive. And of course, the promise is this. As you become an open-hearted, forgiving person, who relinquishes bitterness, your life will be fuller. It'll be more peaceful. It'll be more fulfilling. It'll be more meaningful. The truth is, this might be one of the more important messages we've ever recorded at Church Home. If God has so freely forgiven you, my brothers and sisters, let us now freely forgive one another. Let me pray for you. Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to share these moments as a community. Thank you for every single person watching this broadcast right now. And I thank you that we are freely, completely, and entirely forgiven. From that place and that posture, give us now the energy and the courage and the strength to forgive those around us. We thank you for that in Jesus' name, amen. Lastly, church, I wanna give each and every person watching an opportunity to freely receive the forgiveness of Jesus. It is not hard. You don't have to earn it, deserve it, or warrant it. You just receive it. Open it like a gift. And that gift of forgiveness, your error, your wrong, your sin, your selfishness, is free through the finished work of Jesus. If you would like to receive the free gift of forgiveness, you can do so right now. In fact, I often like to ask people just to raise their hand. You might be in your bedroom or a boardroom or at a park, wherever you are watching this content. If you would like to receive the free gift of forgiveness, making a decision of your own free will, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand right now. God, you see our hands. Mostly you see our hearts. And I thank you for every person who's made this decision. I thank you their life will never be the same again. I know it might sound odd, but congratulations. You will never be the same again. If there's anything we can do for you here at Church Home, it is quite literally why we exist.